Welcome to the Triple M Breakfast Podcast for High Pages. Tradies, get more work with highpages.com.au. Visit High Pages to register your business today. All right, here we go. Everybody get ready in three, two, one. Live from the top of Caxton Street, home of Suncorp Stadium, Lefties, Gambaros and the Caxton Hotel. On 104.5 Triple M and the Listener app, this is Triple M Breakfast with Mardo, Margo and Dan. Triple M Breakfast. Podcast, actually podcast today. It's a bit grim, the show. Just a, today, very uh, toilety. Had its moments. I wonder if that traffic report of the uh, human feces on the road will make it into the show. If it doesn't, just so you're aware... In addition to all the poo chat you're going to hear coming, uh, the live show also included a traffic report about... Um, I bet that... It didn't take us long, though, did it? Right. I mean, third show back for the year and... It's real. It's toilet part of humor. Yeah. It's part of life. Relax your anus. Everyone poos. Everyone's relaxed. Even the hottest supermodels in the world. Well, some of them haven't done for two years. <laughs> if you don't, if don't, you don't shit, you die. Thanks, Dr. Martin. Well, that's all right. That was first year <laughs> medicine. Doc Martin. Doc Martin. <laughs> Hey, Cameron from Maruka's here. Speakers at the beach. This is re-noise at the beach. We talk about that coming up. Definitely no speakers on the beach, Cameron says. Who's the biggest Yui Boom wanker going around? Jerome Luai. Who'd want to be listening to some flog like him and his crap music or trying to relax at the beach? Dear what if Nathan Cleary said? Maruka should be renamed Karen. Karen. Karen from Maruka. Karen. What if Nathan's clear, clear is there and Jerome Lewis just playing like Peter Gabriel in your eyes or something while he canoodles with Mary Fowler? Would that be forgivable? What about their hard launch on Instagram? Did you see that? Nathan and Nathan Mary. And Mary. Yeah, because yeah, normally it's just mean? like her leg, him laying on her leg, or you could see like maybe her hand or something. Yeah. And it was just like soft launch of Instagram sharing. So what's a hard launch? Like he put up a photo of him and her, like a selfie. He's laying on her and she's in a bikini. And he was and hard. Really? Raging. Hard launch as in Stippy. No, as in he put her up on his Instagram saying, we're together, we're a thing. There's no more speculation. Did he actually put that in writing or just a photo and you have to speculate? No, the caption just was ice cream. He had a Stippy boat. Oh, shit. Well, his dick was in his ice cream. Stop. Do you want to see it? I'll have to draw it because it's not real. When I try and be serious, you two, there's, you can always remind you just to serious. bring the tone You're talking about down. Instagram. You can't be serious with Instagram. Hard launch. There's Nathan Cleary with his pants. Oh, dearie. Just We're not that. doing this again. We I'm finished last year drawing dicks on our paper. That's enough. No touching. more. Is that pretty good, mate? Not touching As a, Nathan a, a stick figure? dick. A dick figure. <laughs> Stop the it. ice cream mugger? Stop Is it. that on camera? Like, anyway, no, listen. I, you know when people listen to podcasts, there's no vision, is there? Yes. There oh, can no, be. Not unless they go to Instagram. It, they at least can oh, it Instagram. Up, yeah. I've had enough See? of Instagram. Can there be something else? Are you still following all the Matildas? <laughs> yeah, because I don't know how to get rid of anyone. But thanks for those um, pictures the other day. Oh, the, the, the national soccer players. I don't thank you. Yeah, it was wonderful. I don't know anything about them. <laughs> There's the three Premiership Cups. I've drawn them. They look like ice cream. So there's this. Oh, two girls in a cup. Yeah. What's that? Look at her. <laughs> we got what? Well, I didn't know what it was. And then two girls in it, a cup. It, I don't it, know what that is. Oh, good. Keep uh, it that way. I did it, see a demonstration it, of scissor, scissoring on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills because oh. there's been some speculation, speculation around one of the housewives potentially having a fling with a, another woman. Oh. And so they did a demonstration of, of how lesbians scissor. 
on the tribal. Oh, they were wearing, they were wearing pants. They were wearing pants. I wouldn't know anything about what you're talking about because that's probably on those well, pornographic. You, you would have what? seen it in our Sites. WhatsApp group, perhaps. Oh, what's a problem? So there was some lesbian action happening in there. If you don't know what two girls one cup is, I can just explain it quickly with this. Try to relax your anus. Two girls one cup. It's the Australian Open women's final. Yeah, two girls. Good save. Only one cup. Yeah, I played the wrong side. Mar- I like to play tennis. Yes. And Margaret Court, she doesn't want herself to be associated with two girls and one cup. Especially not scissoring. Mm, Margaret Court would have no, nothing no, to do with no. that. She uses a Stanley knife. Jesus no hates scissors. scissoring. Mm. That's it. That's still trying to piece Jesus the- hated scissoring. Mm. He often said it. Well, he didn't cut his hair, did he? Jesus hated Pornhub and you porn. Mm. I don't know what they are either. Jesus was a big fan of rock as opposed to scissors, in rolling it back and going, here I am. Hello, again. I'm alive. Cut out the gay stuff. I'm back. Do you reckon Jesus would have done well on OnlyFans? Oh, yeah. Christ, Could you imagine yeah. the amount of subscribers? Christ, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, oh, look at that. Look what I did. Little, um, yeah. little religion. Do you want to hear the, um, this is the ad for Jesus' OnlyFans. But Jesus is Wipe it off on your toga. Marto's Thought on Sport. I know the Australia-West Indies test match, the first of two, is starting in Adelaide this morning. And, in fact, our show is running straight into that. Would that be correct? We need to finish our show this morning at 8.57 and 53 seconds exactly. Uh I'm not joking. So I don't know how we're going to do that and go straight to Adelaide for the cricket. What? No, Mitch? No. We're skipping oh. Brisbane's number one morning oh, show. Oh, that's a bit sad. But anyway, anyway, so we got Mark Taylor on just after 7 o'clock to wrap us up because he, if, if any oldies like me, remember we went for so many years without beating the West Indies. I think we had something like 19 years, couldn't beat the Bastards, yeah, right. and then they haven't beaten us since Mark Taylor captained us to victory about 12, 9 or 15 years ago. Who are we talking there? Viv Richards, Kirtley Ambrose. They were incredible. Andrew. How oh, tall are they? Michael six foot Holding. eight. Joel Garner was six foot eight. I know a bird at, uh, who had sex with him. Anyway, we'll talk about that <laughs> as the a, tour progresses. <laughs> it's a weird flight. It was an interesting conversation with her. Um, she had but a step listen, I do not want to talk cricket. Oh. I want to talk. Oh, thank God. The Australian Open. Last night, did anyone see, at uh, after four hours, 18 minutes on court, Tanasi Kokonakis has beaten this bloke from Austria, Tom or oh, Sebastian Offner it was. It was a really good game. Went for four hours, 18 minutes, and finally it wrapped up. Oh, Kokonakis comes through in a nail-biter on John Kane Arena. It was... It Jeez. was fair income. It was That's a okay. long time for the yeah, clock. I don't Four like hours, twenty minutes. I don't like these early bits because they're you know it's piddlers and stuff. But both these blokes were twenty-seven. It was fair income. Great tennis. Good and, tennis. And the best thing was, you saw young girls chanting cock. Cock, cock. It was brilliant to see wonderful primetime television. Okay, that's three from you and one from you. I'll I, tolerate it's ten. It's not seven o'clock. <laughs> yeah. I would tolerate ten before I sound an alarm. I saw um, uh, plenty of women uh, chanting the same thing, Marto, at the hey. Melbourne Cup, but not only chanting what cock, 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 they Six. were trying to climb it because uh, it was a, there was a lineup out the, uh, the birdcage marquee to get a photo oh. with him. I got a photo with him too, actually. If anyone doesn't know, Kokonakis was tall. the one who's the doubles partner at Kyrgios when they won the Australian Open double. So he's... Big tall fella. He's just... Oh, the girls tall and were digging him. They were climbing up. He's got a hot girlfriend. They had the wags of oh, the tennis in the career mail yesterday. His, I wouldn't want to be his girlfriend. Oh, why not? Oh, well, you got all these little girls screaming cock all the time. He's got a <laughs> butterfly. Eight. eight what? Cox. 
Oh, that's nine. Your his name. name's Tanasi Kokonakis. So say his name. Okay. It's uh, so Tanasi. Long. So, well, Tanasi at the more. end of it. Tanasi was very similar how to air carrying on because, as he said, he has a little bit of trouble concentrating. You don't do boredom at the Australian Open, do you? Mate, I, I wish I could do it easier, but I can't. I've got the mental focus of a three-year-old. So, <laughs> however, uh, however I can get it done, you guys are amazing. Without you, no chance I'm winning. So. Yeah, that's listen nice. to them. There's listen a little thing called Ritalin that's good for that. Mm. Yeah. How many have we got up our sleeve? You have done nine. I'll tolerate ten, and then after that I'll be sounding a I just want to say, Australia today wakes up and loves the cock. Loves the cock. <laughs> happy with yourself? K-O-double-K. He's absolutely happy with himself. <laughs> Triple M Breakfast. Hey, guys, I've got a new poll for you uh, that I've seen on Instagram. The other day it was, should Crocs be culled and not the Crocs that are on your feet, the Crocs up in North Queensland? Uh, and uh, there were suggestions that maybe some humans should be culled. Uh, new poll, should music be banned at the beach? As in Yui Boom type music, mm. is that what you mean? Or bands playing? Yeah. As the scorching summer gets into full swing, beachgoers across the nation are weighing in on the age-old question, uh, funny, I've never heard of it, of whether yeah. jamming to tunes out loud is socially acceptable or not. It comes as new data from streaming giant Spotify, I think this is a bit of an ad for them, uh, perhaps, uh, reveals 78% of Aussies are in support of barring loud or offensive music at the beach, with 6 out of 10 saying there should be fines or penalties in place for those who violate beach etiquette rules. Yeah, that's a different thing. Loud and offensive versus just music. I think volume's a factor. I don't mind people having music on, but if you're blasting it out so everyone can hear it, that can get annoying. What do you play at the beach, Marto? Bit of this, maybe? Like a <laughs> Doing your no, budgies and your boots. I don't, don't, don't know. Swimming speaker. in the nude, remember? The, the Sheriff of Morton swims in the nude. Uh, a, a lot of people are outraged by the poll saying, oh, God, Nine News, get a life. Uh, you should be banned from posting on Instagram. Uh, but Jesus. lots of people saying, no, if you want to listen to music with friends in public places, have it on low volume so you can still enjoy it but you don't disturb is, other people in the process. Now, did you go to – I don't go to popular beaches, so I don't hang around. But this is a Bondi and stuff where people are shoulder to shoulder, clearly. Mm. Well, when we go down to the Broadwater over Christmas, we often take, take a little speaker with us, but yeah. we kind of go – over to like wave break or parts of South Stratty, uh, and we've got like a, a bit of a private beach off the That's back right. of the caravan so it doesn't park. Matter. So it, it's we're not talking the same. about chock a block, shoulder mm. to shoulder things, aren't we? You shouldn't be allowed to play any ball games either. There's no such thing as Ooh. beach rules. Do what you want. It's a public space for anyone no. and everyone to enjoy but as no, they like. Not being no. an asshole is a general etiquette beach rule. Yeah, you Don't can't do whatever ass. you want. You can't walk around nude blasting Kanye. I don't like smoking at the beach. I would rather ban smoking at the beach than... Smoking is banned at the beach, I believe. Oh, is it? Yeah, I think so. Someone could go... But what about (laughs) playing cricket? Because... If they go down to the low tide where the beach is hard and then they slog the ball, I'm minding my own business. I've I don't want to hit f- with the ball. Thank it's you. Not nice. Frisbees, there should be gone. Oh. Don't what you about- play beach frisbee or golf frisbee? But I don't play, you know, I play beach frisbee. I love frisbee, but I don't, d- d- yeah, sometimes it's hit people, but um, generally not. 
What do you do? Do you have the right, though, to walk up if you're at the beach? Because a lot of people have suggested the beach is a quiet, peaceful place for people to relax and enjoy. I want to lay down, sunbake, read a book, you know, just be left alone. Mm. Um, Do you then have the right to get up, go over to a group and confront them and say, hey, guys, would you mind just turning the music down? If you're reading, bugger off away from the flags. The flags are for swimming. Go, We'll just go further down the beach because if you're not utilising the water, you don't need to be near the flags. So just that's the reading section down here. This is the frisbee in the face section with Marto. Mm. Maybe I can't we should we're have, actually taking this seriously. Maybe we're actually we should have zones where it's just like a free for all. You come in here you know, and, and there's just frisbees and naked people and who knows. It's like you know how in Australia, if you did around the whole nation, it's thirteen thousand kilometres, and there's twenty six million of us. Yeah. Do the mass. Which you get five hundred metres each. Five yeah. every Australian oh. gets half a kilometre. Now I know some yeah. of it will be just in northwest. Is that right? Australia. Or you get half a metre? Have we done our math? 26,000 divided oh, by... Don't that, do math, no. Out. Don't do math on air. Don't even look at me. We've already had a math incident this morning where Amelia thought 39 divided by 3 was 18, our newsreader. <laughs> don't do more math on air. You're not show. wrapping me up. I haven't stopped dividing 26 <laughs> million. Let us know what you think. 0484 how, should how there be beach ownership? Oh, what, what else should we ban? What should be banned at the beach? Fires. Well, you said G-strings on Monday. Oh, yeah. Should put them on the fire. Dogs. I think it's half a metre each. We're shoulder to shoulder around the coast, mate. No, <laughs> we're not. <laughs> Marto, Margot and Dan on Triple M Breakfast. They're Brisbane ass. Hey, uh, you know how, oh, maybe you guys don't know, but tradesmen, if you're... If you're at a, at a site that's going for a while, at a job site, it's going for a while, you have a toilet there. But if you've just, if you're a trader, you like, you know, many of the guys and girls driving in right now. Just out and about on the road. They'll do three jobs a day. They're doing their pooing at McDonald's usually, and it's called, mm. I guess you know. A McDonald's. A McShit. A McPoo. Oh. Oh, can you tidy yourself up, you guys? It's just called a McPoo. Okay. Because you go, geez, I need a crap. <laughs> and you go, there's a Macca's, there's one down the road. Of course, there's a toilet there. The other one is, and I found myself doing one of these yesterday, is yeah. a bun poo because <laughs> you often have to go to Bunnings and they have a free <laughs> toilet. I just had this up. conversation with Corey the other day. He said every time he goes to a Bunnings, mm. he, feel like, he feels like he needs to do a poo because he has the safety net of knowing that there's a toilet but at every Bunnings. But he's got a house. He doesn't. He's not on the road. <laughs> I know, but he must get into Bunnings and just feel no. relaxed and wow. happy. It's his happy place. <laughs> he must be reading the paper and, he goes, and going, oh, jeez, oh, I feel a poo coming oh, on. Geez. Oh, lucky Bunnings has a bathroom. Can you tell him to get the puffer valve sorted out? <laughs> he might be reading at home and going, oh, no, this is a Bunnings dump I've got to do here. I've got to get out of the house. It's like my version <laughs> of a West poo. <laughs> We're the lowest price. Okay. I love going Listen. to the bathroom at yeah. Westfields. They're always so oh, nice. Oh, you're a Westfield pooer? Yeah, I'm a Westfield pooer. Hey, <laughs> a hack at shopping centres, the parents' rooms are delightful. They've yeah. got a couch in there. You can watch TV for a so bit. Leave I the door of the dunny open. I didn't mean to be so crass to talk pooing because what I was talking about is I went to, you know, our Bunnings there at Newstead. Yeah, with my mate Wade. It- who I introduced you to. Do you still yeah. have a trade card there? Uh, power pass. Got a you do not have a power pass. You one in the ute. To... Have you upgraded your claw hammer yet? I don't want to talk Broke about another one It'd be worn I don't want to talk about you <laughs> anymore and Newstead. I discovered Newstead Bunnings. Yeah. I discovered Wade in the paint section. He's my friend and la, la, la. Shout out to my mate Wade. All right. Well, do you know where the toilet is upstairs? Yeah, yeah it's we we got a double story one. Oh, with fancy an escalator. With an escalator. No, obviously they didn't have enough of a footprint at Newstead there. They had to go upwards. Oh, you go up and then you double back on yourself, Marto, back towards the entry upstairs. Near the outdoor furniture. Near the playground. Where... And I noticed, I 
near the plants, yes. Now, I noticed (laughs) there's a cafeteria there and there were four people in there yesterday. Who goes to Buddings? And eats at the cafeteria. Like, I know there's no sausages anymore, but there's no self-respecting human who goes into Bunnings and goes, geez, I'm a bit peckish. I understand, gee, I'm a bit pooish, and you go there. But who on earth are those four people? And you're looking at their – I looked at their little cakes and stuff as I was going to the toilet, Excuse and I went, that's me, probably four weeks old. Like, who Excuse is me, that? Excuse me, sir. Margot Parker has her hand up. I've held a mother's group at Bunnings before. A, a, a mother's, mother's group, group where everyone goes in their prams when their kids are like three months old. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. We used to go to um, Lollipops at Cannon Hill, which is like an indoor play centre for kids. It's like a big jungle gym type place, but it's yeah. really expensive to get into. And by the time I'd had like three or four kids, yeah. oh, you have to pay an entry fee for each one of them. What so is it, might it? Be five like, bucks or something? No, like fourteen ninety oh. for the first kid and then oh. it might be twelve ninety, and then nine ninety, And then as a parent who's just going to sit there and drink and coffee and eat, I've got to pay like a spectator fee, like $5.90 oh, or something. Oh, oh. So by the time you get out of there, it's an $80, $90 trip because you've paid to get in plus food, plus drinks, etc. Hey. So we went, you know what? Bunnings hey. has a cafe, a toilet and a playground and then on the way out you get, get a, a sausage and bread for the kids yeah. and lunch is done as well. They Take have their playgrounds that they sell, like set up sleep. inside. That's brilliant. Yeah, so good. Amazing. We used to get there at like 10, 10, 30. We'd put the kids in the playground. They'd oh. run around. We'd have some brunch, a coffee, a What's little the food slice like? of cake. Like all right. Toasted sandwiches. Oh, really? And then you give the kids a $2 sausage and bread on the way home. They fall asleep in the car. You transfer them into bed and they sleep for two hours. And that's halfway a... through your brunch, you'd see your husband come in to do a poo. You're like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. You've opened my mind. I yeah. thought this was just going to be a Great going to the Bunnings. Dunnies. Yeah, but it's a good hot tip for any mother's groups What out about there? if you had a four, couple of four-year-olds, yeah, you got a little baby in yeah. the mother's group, and a couple of you got four-year-olds, would you just send them, go and find me, just set them tasks, go and find well, me a pair of long-nosed pliers? That treasure was, hunt. Yeah, that was yeah, the, yeah treasure yeah. hunt. Because the kids love the little trolleys. You know yeah, how they have yeah. the tiny little trolleys with the flag? So the kids, the toddlers would go in there, and they'd push the trolley around. They loved it. Can we open the phones? One triple three five three. What are you running at Bunnings? Do you think people, you know those men's shed groups where blokes meet, do you reckon any of them are meeting at a cafe in Bunnings? Oh, they use, there's do-it-yourself um, workshops there too. They're right near the cafe. You've read the sign near the cafe. Jeez, oh. They've really expanded Bunnings, haven't oh. they? What are you running at Bunnings? Something for everyone. So we, we know now Margot Park is putting mother's groups on there. Well, you, you, who's eating at Bunnings? Like, oh, That's yeah. how it started. Me and my mother's I group, we get there. pooing, yeah, eating. There's... Older men maybe, you know, like do they get they a bit lonely or like just observing, you know, all the people that come in. It'd be good people. People watching Bunnings. Has anyone taken a swag in and just tried to stay in after dark to sleep the night? You need to get some timber early in the morning. Just what about a playground. gym at Bunnings? You get your exercise oh. and then you pick up All a bit right. of timber and off you go. Marta, you made us aware that some tradies are just ducking in there for this. Where your lower colon is just the beginning. Oh, your lower oh, colon. Oh, that is good work, Rick. <laughs> Nathan in Morningside, one triple three five three. You're a Bunnings frequent visitor? Oh, I certainly am. And Morning what's your favourite part about it? Back. What are you getting up to? Oh, thank you. Sorry. It's welcoming us back. Well, it has to be, hands down, at least every, uh, once a week or at least uh, every two weeks, they have a tradie free pie smoko every Friday. It's free pies and sausage rolls. Which, which one are you at? At the trade desk. That's which, at Tannen Hill, but yeah. I'm pretty sure they'll do it at most, most good stores, Big Bunnings. 
So every Friday, every other Friday at eight thirty, free pies for the tradies. Imagine the dunny at eight thirty-five. Nathan, that's just the beginning. So that's on Fridays. Good call, Nathan. Is Nathan? Are you a bit of a regular at Bunnings? Like, do you walk in and they go, "Oh, just the usual, Nathan"? Pretty much. And the the lovely girls at the trade desk. I love it. Shout out for Wendy. I think she's been on the show before. She's. Oh. Looks after everyone. Real oh. special lady. Wendy at the trade desk, Cannon Hill Bunnings. Sounds Shout like out. Hello, Bunk. Wendy. Anonymous has got in touch. Yeah. 1045 Marta, you're asking who goes to the cafe at Bunnings. Yes, the lads and I do after knockoff now. We used to go to the pub, but my wife has find my phone on her phone oh. and would bust me at the pub all the time. So what? We've traded the Arvo beers for an Arvo slice and chin wag. <laughs> and if the what? wife asks, I tell her I'm getting supplies for work the next day. That's so clever. Bunnings just need to get a license now and have Oh my god, the Bunnings Tavern <laughs> out the back. Oh. You? <laughs> Triple M Breakfast. Model Margo and Dan on 104.5 Triple M. Best of Brisbane is going to kick off in a couple of weeks. We're looking for the best cafe, the best pub, the best toasted ham and cheese sandwich, best, the best pie. pie. What about yeah. Bay Marie? Best Bay Marie, best vanilla slice, cafe. Yeah. best Bunnings Ooh. playground. Oh, we're going to yes. discuss them later on the show. Let's get to that. Triple M.com.au. Go to our website. You can nominate a business up there. It can be your business, it can be a business that you know and that oh, you love. Best urinal. You got one in mind because your eyes kind of drifted off to the Does side. Does a glory hole have to be part of the criteria? No, but if you can see out of anyway, different. Um, there'll be different <laughs> Maybe categories. Not. Best glory hole, best year, and all will be different mm. categories. Mm. categories so go to the website and uh, nominate up there. We'll get the voting underway soon. There'll be riches and prizes and fame and all kinds of things on offer. Mick Price is a horse trainer in Victoria that I stumbled across. Uh, this popped up on my Instagram feed from a podcast that some blokes were doing, and I ripped yeah. the audio off. He's got a stable of horses in Victoria. Victoria. Marto, people who aren't aware, tell them what it's like to own a horse and get these updates. It's a uh, disappointment. Uh, usually I, I had one that I had 2.5% in. A mate of ours was trying to put together a syndicate. None of us had to pay money. He just wanted to bring us all together. We never did get together. Bit of a rough trot. Uh, yeah, it didn't Literally. win too much. It was a disappointment called Baraka Quinn uh, and it got handed back but there's after hope. two years. Kath has a horse. Yeah, Boom Master. It's been injured for six months now. We have to pay for that. 2.5% we got in that as I well. I think Boom Master's last update you got through was just this. <laughs> That's you, considering it might go to the glue factory. It could come good, because that's the thing. Dream, these are dreams. Low expectation is what you need when you get a horse. Yeah. Well, do you want to hear Mick Price here? What's he doing? Is this what he sends out? Every one, every week, they'll send you out a message to tell you how <laughs> your horse update. is going, yeah, that's just to cute. keep you paying the bills. I've been very excited to play this to you, because this mm. might be the most brutal review of a horse right, ever. Okay. And I hope like. Richter in the audio dungeon censored it, because there is a sweary in there. Let's find out together. No good. Too slow. He's just too slow. He's embarrassingly slow. Being beaten out of sight his last two. We're giving the benefit of the doubt that he may have improved, but I think he's got slower. Uh, I don't think there's enough laps on a race course for him to ever win a race, and I think he should be, I don't want to swear, but I think he should be f***ed off as soon as we can get an email back from you guys which says, please release me from my pain. There's a girl down there who wanted him as an equestrian horse. Exactly. And he says, we've got it off, but he goes on to say, Uh, give me the permission to sign this horse over to her for $1 and I'll go for it. It's wasting all of our time. Oh, no. That sums up horse racing. (laughs) That's why when you see those people, you know, oh, there's the owners are going off you after a race. So excited. That's because they've had a hundred shit horse.
horses. Much pain, yeah. is it? Oh. There you go. Triple M Breakfast with Mardo, Margo and Dan. I remember yesterday we were saying, I just said all of a sudden, did you drink many, did you see many people drinking hard solo over the holidays? Yes. And we all went, yeah. Absolutely. It was definitely a thing. And then um, irony on the on the news last night, I go, oh, my God, of course. A boaty who ran aground during New Year's celebrations on the Gold Coast with 115 revellers on board has admitted to being drunk behind the wheel oh. during his first court appearance. Oh, whoops-a-daisy. Yeah, and Plenty what? of sandbars out there. Yes. <laughs> Keith PPP Kippenberger has claimed what? he thought he'd been drinking soft drinks, not realising he was, in fact, drinking alcoholic hard solos. This okay. is the problem. This is why they're looking to rename it, because they're saying Incredible. it's confusing. Double. The advertising, <laughs> no. it's like oh. a soft... It's, well, it's literally just solo, but mm. alcoholic. So he, So he's gone... He had 115 people on board, and it could happen to anyone. You run aground, low tide, Broadwater, you've probably a lot of boats there on New Year's Eve. Yeah, and, there is. Yeah, it's yeah, a busy got, waterway. Yeah. 15 lemonades under your belt, you know, <laughs> so sailing gets a bit hard. <laughs> oh, no. How well, you drunk got, was he? You know how many, well, he was 1.149, which is, is triple, triple the limit. Yeah. Well, I celebrated my birthday on a boat in the Broadwater one year, yeah. and, you know, it gets a bit rowdy, and there's music, and everyone's dancing, having uh, a good time, and the captain's there just kind yeah. of chilling out. Yeah. You know, I offered, I said, you want to drink, mate? And he goes, oh, I'm not allowed to drink. That's yeah. right. I was like, oh, boring. And I'm sure this captain knew he wasn't allowed to drink, but you think he's concentrating. There's people everywhere. Oh, can someone get me a, a drink? And, and he goes, oh, solo, a ripper. Hey, why's the can black? Just missed they the just hard part. part. It's dark. <laughs> he didn't know that the can was it's a different time. colour. Yeah. We completely have breezed oh. past his name, by the way. There's a lot to unpack here. What, what was, was it again? <laughs> Keith Tara PPP Kippenberger. That's amazing. Go again name. on that. Keith Tara PPP Kippenberger. Keith and that as a surname yeah. is very, <laughs> yeah. you know... Keith, and then all of a sudden it went... Contrasting, isn't it? Tell you what you need crazy. to do after Tara 15 lemonades, have a quick... Keith Tara PPP Kippenberger. Maybe he got his own surname wrong to the yeah. police when they said, what's your name, he sir? And he had, yeah, he had too many dreams. <laughs> my name. Keith yeah. Tara PPP Kippenberger. <laughs> PPs, PPs. PPs. Oh, I need to PPPPP. Anyway. <laughs> so he and the lawyer obviously cooked this scheme up and gone, listen, just say it was hard solo. I reckon you'll get away with this. And? The magistrate's saying he finds that hard to believe because the cans are different colours. The 29-year-old has been fined $2,000 and disqualified from holding a marine licence for three months. Oh, that's oh, three right. months is not so three bad. Right, so he can just be up the back drinking hard solos yeah. now. I can't, Even guys, the judge was doing puns. I find that hard, hard to believe. To believe. <laughs> I think the colour of the cans are least you worries. They are heavy, those things. It's Mardo and Margo. Dan on Triple M. Triple M Breakfast with Mardo, Margo and Dan. Triple M will be broadcasting from Adelaide Oval for the first test against the West Indies. Actually, it's the first Dave Warner free test for quite some time. Steve Smith's mm-hmm. moving into opener. Cam Green in number four. Will it be Dave Warner free, though? Wasn't he doing some commentary, Marto? We oh, might hear him no. there. No. Well, he was doing... It's on seven, well, maybe. That's for the Big Bash. Yeah, Big Bash. Tuesday's dull. Yeah. Mm. Actually, let's get to uh, straight to one of our commentators. We've got Mark War on. We've got Callum Hughes. Howie's commentating on Triple M. And Brian Lara. In the air, he's got him another one. You little beauty. Great to Taylor. And Mark Taylor goes on to 197. And she gets it through. So Mark Taylor will bring up his 300. He raises his left fist. Magic moment for Mark Taylor. I'm still coming home to my Fujitsu company. It's Australia's favourite here.
Oh, and the Fujitsu <laughs> plug, Tubby. We got that in for you, mate. Good morning. Good morning. Glad to see you got that on the end of it. Lovely, lovely introduction. Hey, uh, I see Pat Cummins interviewed yesterday, Steve Smith the day before. They're saying they don't know much about these West Indy team. Are we maybe taking them a bit lightly? And uh, what do you know? Well, I tell you, that's a worry that we will take them lightly, although I think you can only do a certain amount of uh, research, can't you? Because there's not a lot to to know about this team. They've got only about five or six members from the side that played here last year. And even that side that played here last year in two test matches, we didn't know a a heck of a lot about. They're going to have, I think, three debutants tomorrow. They've got another two or three cricketers who have played less than five tests. So... They are a very young and inexperienced side. There's, there's no doubt about that. So on paper, it certainly looks like a bit of a mismatch. But I, I've been buoyed a little bit by what uh, Craig Brathwaite has said. Their captain, he, he wants to bring back some pride to the side. He wants them to field well and give it everything they can. And let's hope that's enough to, for them to play well enough to give Australia a decent go. Because as I said, if you look at the two sides on paper, Australia should win comfortably. Hey, listen, what about, is it all about Steve Smith? Will that be the major focus moving into uh, open the batting? I think that'd be certainly one of the major focuses. And, and I like it, to be totally honest. I like the fact that he, he made a decision which is hey. good for the team and said, I'm happy to move up. If it means we can get Cameron Green into the side who wants to bat at four or wants to certainly bat above six anyway. So I, I think it's a really healthy move that from a senior player who's been a great player that about it. But he hasn't had a great 12 months. So... I think for Steve Smith, it could work for him as well because it'll it'll be a challenge for him. It'll be something different. Uh, it means he can set the tone from the from the very first ball. Obviously, he'll have a few new hurdles to get over, like that swinging new ball, the first couple of overs. But if he gets through them, look out because I think he'll really enjoy batting at the top of the order. The West Indies were unbeatable for a while there many decades ago, Tubby. But I think that... I'm going to call them cheaters because they are many nations combined, the West Indies. We were discussing this before the show, Marto. We've got Barbados in there. There's Trinidad, Tobago. Does everyone understand? It's, the West Indies is not a nation. It's, it's like not the even, Pacific Islands. It's a collective. It's a colle- we are taking on multiple nations here. Tubby, would you agree with that? So we should be the underdogs, cheaters. effectively. Yeah, well, I think that's a, we can try and sell that. I don't think it'll, I think it'll fall on deaf ears, put it that way. Um, yeah, you're right, though. They're all different countries. Uh, you know, they go to the Olympics and... They run under, they become Guyanese or they become Barbadians or they become Jamaicans uh, at at the Olympics. But for the cricket, uh, probably a good thing they do at this stage because they are certainly struggling at the moment, struggling for finances as well, which is the the hardest bit. A lot of their cricketers are now going off to play all these T20 leagues around the world um, to chase the dollar. And the the West Indies Cricket Board doesn't have a lot of money to, to essentially contract players. So that's one of the reasons they've got so many young guys playing and so many guys like... Jason Holt, their former captain, yeah. is not signing a central contract these days. He wants to be just a T20 cricketer, which, which is where the money is for West Indian cricketers these days. But how do you feel about that, Mark? Because obviously there's a lot of money in the game and, you know, that's with growth of the game and, and development. It happens in all of our sporting, you know, um, areas. Money would have been around when you guys were there, but not this sort of money. You know, do you scoff at that or are you like, is it about loyalty and allegiance to a team or a, or a style of cricket or you like chase the money, go and get it if you can? Because the IPL, they get millions and millions of dollars for a short amount of weeks. Six yeah? weeks. Ask Chris Lee. Yeah. Look, look, I'd love to. You know, I think there was more loyalty in my day. There's no doubt about that. But there wasn't that lure of, of places like the IPL, as you say. But I, I look at someone like Mitchell Stark. Who, who knocked back the IPL for something like seven or eight years 
because he wanted to be a good test cricketer here in Australia. And now he's signed up for the IPL. Yeah, and he's now 33, which I think is absolutely brilliant. And yeah. a great model for our younger players to say, can you play for Australia first? Give us your best in the baggy green um, and, and then go and chase the huge dollars. Pick pick the eyes out of the, all these T20 leagues, but, but concentrate on Australia. But in Australia, we're lucky that we can do that because we do have the finances to contract players like Stark and Hazelwood and Cummins and Co. to do that. That's the problem that the West Indies have. They don't have the money, and a lot of the smaller nations don't have the money to do that. So their players, you know, very understandably, are going to chase this money. So I think a lot of this T20 money, which is cricket's money, needs to start going back to these smaller nations to, to allow them to contract players to play test cricket. Because if mm-hmm. we don't, test cricket will drop down to four, five, six teams. That'll be it in probably 10, 15 years' time. Well, it's come a long way. And listen, 9 o'clock today, Triple M start covering the Adelaide West Indies versus uh, Australia Test Match. Brian Lara also on the commentary train with you, Tubbs. Yeah, fine player, Brian Lara. Gee, he's, gee, he's a great player. There's no doubt about it. He made 277 in Sydney. It's one of the mm-hmm. first times I saw him play, and we ran him out on, on 277. That was the only way... We're going to get him out. So, yeah, very fine player. So, yeah, great to have him as part of the team. Good on you, Tubby. Good to hear from you, mate. We'll uh, hear more from you. Looking forward to it. Triple M Breakfast. Don't you know, Marto, Margo and Dan on the radio. Triple M Breakfast with Marto, Margo and Dan. I'm protesting streaming services because there are so bloody many of them. Like, I spend an hour trying to go through all the streaming services, all of the options that you have available. You spend an hour looking at all the trailers and what all the options are. You end up not watching anything actually as a whole. You just watch the trailers. The problem used to be you'd go to Netflix and you wouldn't know what to watch. Now there's a step before that where you don't know which streaming service to go to. I've solved it. What? Three options, seven, nine, and ten. No. Free to air TV. <laughs> no. I've been watching. That's grim. I'm, ba- no. I'm back on the couch and I'm on to Channel 10 because you know what's back? Gladiators is back, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, we had Tiff God. Hall on at the end of last year. We spoke to her because yeah, she was, she was one of the originals. Yeah, yeah. And they've got a whole new cast of uh, of gladiators. Uh, let's meet one of them. Also returning Cyclone. Get caught in his pressure system and you'll be spun around and spat out. Oh, oh, that's geez. right. It's Pun Central, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, don't terrifying. forget, it's Channel 10 free-to-air Is TV. Ryan? I love yeah. a pun. I don't know if Sandra Sully's uh, writer has come across well, to Channel do the 10. writing for mm. Bo Ryan and Liz Ellis. She's there as well. Liz Ellis, one of the Liz hosts. Liz Ellis is one of the hosts. The old netballer. I know, and she's Poor so thing. dry. Has she got any superannuation? Probably not, oh, no. Uh, but uh, that's the Gladiators. There's Phoenix and Cyclone and Cobra and Viking. Viking and whoever else. Uh, there's some contestants as well. Who are these mere mortals? Let's meet our first two contenders. I'm Alex. I'm 27. I think what separates me from the other contenders is my ability to tolerate lactose. Like milkshakes, cheese, ice cream. Ooh, what? I'm great with all okay. that kind hard of stuff. Man. Is this a comedy, this show? <laughs> this is a hard Mate, man. it's funny. It's a Corey comedy. and I sat on the couch oh. across from each other just like throwing looks back and forth like, oh my God, did they just say that? Was that another pun? Was that Liz Ellis laughing at her own joke again because nobody else is? That's who they need on the show, your husband, Corey. <laughs> did you see what happened last night? 
No. Viking. Did I, you watch last night? I didn't watch last night. I was in the movies. I watched last night. Jet Viking. Kenny. Jet, Jet, Jet Kenny. A.K.A. Jet Kenny. Jet Kenny. Oh, the, the Jet son, Kennedy. The son Lisa of Lisa Curry. Curry. And Grant. And Grant. Grandson of Hayden Kenny. The, 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 I thought the he God. was modelling. He wouldn't want to ruin that beautiful he's face a life, of his. He's a lifesaver. Oh. He's not used to hitting other people. Oh, no. And the what first. Happened? The first time he oh. came in contact with another human, because you don't punch people while you're paddling, he didn't do you? Only punch sharks. Mm. What's going Viking on? Viking has a problem. He's trying to throw Chris to the ground. He falls off and catches himself with his left arm. Oh, Not no. a lot in it. Not so much. Remember of a he Viking. was on SAS. He hurt himself as well. <laughs> Mate, there was an injury on the first night as well. On Monday night, I watched, and yeah. some guy rolled his ankle when they were trying to get the balls in the in oh, the, the in the hoops. Softest gladiators ever. He went off ever. in a wheelchair and a green whistle. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> he getting the green They're whistle. They're handing green whistles out every night. <laughs> like he was lollipops. sitting there. He was sitting there last night sucking on one. Of you know who they need as a gladiator. The proper gladiator, Russell Crowe. Oh. No one's going to, after he hits you with his 150 I think he's a bit softer around the edges at the moment. Uh, there's plenty of trash talk too. Ooh, oh, be scared. Yeah. Uh. Kids on the floor. Looks like you got in a fight with a whippersnipper. <laughs> okay. No, no. Wow. <laughs> you got to get onto it. It's actually really funny. It's entertaining in the right. sense that it's so bad. It's get good. onto it before they pull it off TV. Is it on four nights a week as oh, well? No. Oh, Jesus. Model, Margo and Dan, you can listen in the car or wherever you can. Triple M Breakfast with Mardo, Margo and Dan. Many years ago, I got married in Rocky to a Rockhampton girl yeah. and I love seeing a Rockhampton story. And Actually, my wife's sister is uh, one of the bosses of Beef Week, which is the beef capital Rocky, and there I see an incident yesterday. It was very nasty. A number of cows spotted on the loose in Rockhampton this afternoon. The bovine bandits broke free oh. from a trailer around 3.30 after the truck towing it crashed near a major shopping centre. Was it nasty because Alison Ariotti is doing beef puns? Mm. Mm, kind of. Bovine bandits. Yeah, I think that's, that's a bit harsh because they were just passengers. They were just travelling on the truck. It had an accident and they went wandering. The cops couldn't get hold of them because they, they're, no, they're not cowboys. It was like the fugitive with Harrison Ford, you know. The, a little the, bit. Just yeah, crashes when and they then, crash and you're and loose. off you go. You're, you're loose. on the loose. Now it's game well, on. Why don't the police up there wear cowboy hats and have a lasso attached to their hip pocket oh, like, yeah. a, like a oh, taser? Like a taser. Don't play that song. I'll tell you what it remind me of. Chapless when when I heard the word bovine bandits, bandits. I thought is of... Is it in there? We will fight for <laughs> bovine freedom hold Everyone be upstanding for the anthem. For the anthem, please. We will run free with the buffalo for dawn. Now the most dangerous bit. Cows with guns. <laughs> Marto, Margot and Dan on Triple M Breakfast. They're Brisbane as. Hey, great uh, friend of the show, Trent Dalton, uh, who we've had on many a times. Marto, I know you are a big fan of his. Boy Swallows Universe uh, started out as a book. I mean, it's a book of his life story. Uh, and Netflix have jumped on board and they've given him a limited series, eight-part uh, edition is show. That long, is that how many episodes? Yeah, eight episodes. Done. Yeah, right. Yeah, they've dropped the first couple. Uh, but while we were away, they had the red carpet opening uh, in Brisbane. And it was awesome. It looked unreal. They sort of It was very nostalgic Brisbane. 
they brought back a lot of sort of features out of the um, out of the book and out of the movie. You know, old cars. You know, very eighties um, and nineties sort of driven. Uh, a slew of celebrities turned up. Travis Fimmel, who's actually out of the Netflix series Vikings, uh, he plays a role in it. He he plays Lyle. Uh, oh, he's then, the old bloke. Yeah. Then Phoebe Tonkin. You got Brian Brown, uh, who's a huge oh, he's Australian. The old man. Yeah, the old yeah. man. Um, it, and it looked really cool. Anthony Lapalia is a part of is, he? is a part of the situation. Wow. Yeah, and it's really cool. Uh, anyway, Trent Dalton was interviewed on the red carpet. Here he is. I'm just starting to think it might be one of the best days of my life. Um, really unexpectedly, I thought I'd come in here and just sort of sneak into the side of the cinema and kind of thank a lot of people. But then it really feels like a good chunk of Brisbane has turned out, and uh, that just makes me so proud. Yeah. He's a good fella, isn't he? When He's we have him on the show, guy. is he the friendliest guy on earth? Mm, when he grew up listening to Triple M, yeah. but he grew up. As in the book, Brackenridge, Dara. Yeah, Dara. There's a lot of bogger row because there's some prison scenes. It's a pretty harsh uh, representation because he grew up real tough, uh, you know, heroin dealing. There was all sorts of Mother went to jail, yeah. yeah. And um, Felix Cameron, who plays young Eli Bell, he's incredible. He does does the role uh, a lot of justice. And then you've got Robert Bell, uh, who is played by Simon Baker from The Mentalist. God, is he in it as well? He was there. He was in Brisbane for the opening. Really impressed that people from Brisbane here have come out. You know, that's exciting. Like, it, it could have been could have been very quiet here tonight. What was he thinking? No, no one, one would have turned Br- up. Do we just stay at home in Brisbane? <laughs> do we? Quite possibly. Uh, but it was unreal. And uh, there's a there's a scene out of the first um, uh, first episode that's dropped, uh, which I thought goes really well today because it's Wednesday and we like to do Remember Wednesday. So I thought I'd throw it back we a bit. Mem- we remember, we remember, remember Wednesday. 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 Yeah. And uh, it was a scene where uh, young Eli Bell is being taught to drive by Brian Brown, the character in the show. Uh, an old Land Cruiser Ute, and it's a manual. Okay. Okay. Up in the first, and then steadily on the pedley. Bit of crunching of the gears. Was that bins being knocked there over? Was bins being knocked over. I think a car got run into. There was a few bunny hops in there as well. Uh, How about steadily on the pedley? My the... dad used to say feather the clutch. Fe- was the thing I remember oh, from God. learning to drive a manual. My dad was heel and toe, heel and toe. Heel and toe. That was when I learned to do my first that's, burnout. That's motor racing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You've forgotten about the heel Double later in life. It's just all toe. Just all toe. Just toe, just all toe. Mardo, Margo and Dan on Triple M Breakfast. Brisbane has... Weather, wet, wet, warm. Wasn't it's supposed to be. Right. I remember in October and November, oh, it's no longer La Nina. It's turned to an El Nino. It's going to be really dry. Watch out for bushfires all summer. I think there's a weatherman ranking, and I think it goes you down at the lowest end of the scale, mm. weekend weather guy, and then you've got, you know, like your Gary Youngbreeze, your Tony Ordens, blah, 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 and then you've got proper guys like the chief forecaster for Higgins, Thomas Hinterdorfer. Hello. Thank goodness. How are you, Thomas? Good morning, guys. Good, Good to have, have another meteorologist here, Thomas. Appreciate you, mate. I'd like to thank Mardo and I, who... Are amateur, amateur uh, enthusiasts, enthusiasts. Yeah. sit probably just right above underneath Dan. you, Thomas, oh. but just above Dan. <laughs> oh, um, this is liable. And Dan, if you, like Mardo and I, were an amateur enthusiast, you would know, hey, Thomas, that a surface trough is pushing into the southwest today, then into the southeast Turn tomorrow. Turn that piece of paper over, Mardo. Before becoming cheating. slow moving, and it's going <laughs> to co- cause severe <laughs> storms with heavy rain and flash flooding. Am I right, Thomas? You would know this. That's exactly what we're expecting. Exactly. <laughs> I think what, she's what read it off your Facebook page, <laughs> mate. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm a subscriber, Thomas, uh, to Higgins. Uh, tell us what's going on. Uh, for the next few days. Yeah, yeah. and then further out. Yeah. So, yeah, we do have a trough coming in um, into southwest Queensland today. That's going to generate some some storms across inland areas. Probably won't affect us too much. Yeah. But then tomorrow, that trough eventually does get to us, and it's going to hang around for a couple of days, generating continuous showers and storms for about a two- to three-day period. Okay, let's say I'm forming up a slab today and I'm going to pour it tomorrow. Should I cancel that order for concrete? I can't make that decision for you. <laughs> he's <laughs> now, got a cheap um, concrete forecaster, Mardo. Well, yeah. I mean, he's uh, only no, going off the cyclone that's developing out of the Coral Sea at the moment. Isn't that right, Thomas? Yeah, what do you think? He wants to be liable for the, the cost of this business that's bloody concreting someone's driveway? Right. Thomas can't deal with that. All right. All right. I'm, let's say I'm pulling a roof off a house no. today. <laughs> no. Do I need to get a tarp? <laughs> no, there's definitely going to be some showers and storms around tomorrow. Yeah. They actually could start pretty early. Right, okay. uh, so it's going to be... Could be one of those real weird days where it's muggy, uh, rainy, stormy, kind of from the mid-morning onwards. Um, so, yeah. I thought we were supposed to be experiencing uh, a relatively drier summer with the uh, Indian Diapole uh, and the El Nino, La Nina, all backing into each other. Thomas, is that right? Has it got something to do with not enough westerlies off the coast over Christmas? So... September and October where I drive. Thomas, Thomas, on record. if you want to call her out at any stage, she, the only thing she didn't mention was the Southern Oscillation Index there. She's yeah. reading off something that I can't see. Um, if you want to say, stop talking nonsense. I, I know exactly what she's reading off of. Oh. Yeah. Your Facebook page. Higgins Facebook page. Uh, yep. So, no, we, we, did have, we did have a very dry September, October, yeah. uh, which was expected. Yeah. And then through November, we had a very poor storm season as us storm chasers would call it. Yeah. Uh, and then through December and January, we're now starting to see a bit of a breakdown in all of those uh, components. And so because they're not all linking together properly, we're starting to see a lot more showers and storms come into the equation every day. I'm sort of linking this to almost February or March weather, mm. that it's real – it's not – we're not getting 35 degrees every day, but yeah. it's 30 degrees every day. It's very muggy every day, oh. and then these daily showers and storms keep popping up. Now, you, I'm sure you agree. February's the hottest month of the year in, uh, in Brisbane. Will that happen yep. as per usual? And how much longer will these unsettled showery conditions last? Is it going to be three weeks? Is it going to be six weeks? They actually should last for a, a lot longer than that. Oh, we, we, look, of course, we will get these periods of like two days of fine and sunny, but I mean, the next three days of showers and storms, yeah. then we've got Unsettled. showers into next week. Unsettled. Yeah. February will probably be hot again. Uh, it's probably going to be a case, though, of less 35 and 37 degree days, but less 25 and 27 degree days. We'll probably sit in that. 28 to 33 degree range more often. I think the important question here is to, to ask is, are we going to be actually out chasing any storms, Thomas? Because I can be the Helen Hunt to your Bill Paxton if you need. <laughs> I'm personally not chasing the next few days. Oh. Um, I'll be sitting behind the desk and posting to... That was a Twister reference if anybody was wondering if they haven't seen the movie. I feel like Thomas is too young to know <laughs> even about Twister. He's never even heard of Helen Hunt. Thomas, so, thanks for I've yeah. been to the museum in America. Oh, I know all about it. There you go. Is there a Twister Museum or a Helen Hunt Museum? I'll Which one? I bet you it's in Kansas, is it? Imagine Thomas? if it gets destroyed at some stage by a tornado.
It is. It's in oh, uh, southwest Kansas in Kinsley. Is it in Tornado um, Alley? The yes, Tornado New- Oh, God. That's that's not long for this world. Thomas, we're- Thomas, well, I used to work with a couple of guys who were storm chasers. For your holidays, do you go over to Kansas and stuff and, and chase them around? Is that what you do? Yes. Yeah, we're currently in the do. process now of, of trying to book a trip oh, to America, which will last three months. Is it very similar to the Twister movie? Like, do you hang yourself with a bit of a leather strap to a pole to get through the tornado? Not quite. Not oh, quite. Okay. Have we're, you met Helen Hunt at any stuff? Close. Um, no, haven't yet. But I have seen Dorothy. I've, I physically have seen the Dorothy contraption uh, in the the NWS tornado monitor thing that they release all the, the little yeah. bugs. All the That's cans. when we need to speak to Thomas when you're over there. Can we do that while you're in the middle of a tornado? Alive inside a tornado, Thomas. Sure. Yeah, okay. he was very casual about that. <laughs> Love you, Thomas. Thanks, Tom. Sir. We'll talk to you soon. Can we call you Tom? No worries. Thanks, Tom. Of course. Of Thanks, course. Tommy. Tommy. Love you, mate. God, we waste some professional people's time, <laughs> don't we? Thanks for listening to the Triple M Breakfast Podcast for High Pages. Tradies, get more work with highpages.com.au. Visit High Pages to register your business today.